Corinthians chapter 5 again. And next week we'll take a break from this. We're going through the fruits of the Spirit. And tonight the fruit is the fruit of gentleness. All right? The fruit of gentleness, the Bible says in Galatians 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Now when you hear the word gentleness, what do you think of? I mean, I'll tell you one thing I don't think of is a dentist. I've never had a gentle dentist, you know? You have? Oh, my goodness. I, I'm t- you know, when I think of dentists, I think of shots. I think of, what's that? Uh, Galatians, I'm sorry. Galatians, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Keep me on the right track there, Roman, all right? So, so here's the thing is, when I think of being gentle, you know what I do think of? I think of a mother. You know, I, I think about how, how mothers are compassionate. You know, fathers aren't, but mothers are. You know, nothing like a mom. You know, I mean, uh, for me, when my kids got hurt and my daughter's in here tonight, you know, they'd be crying. There would be a little a scrape on their knee or something. And I would just say something like this, rub some dirt in it. You know, that's what I would say to my, my children. They say, you had daughters, Pastor. Yeah, yeah, I, I would just tell them, rub some dirt in it. You know, I mean, that's just the way fathers are. But mothers are different. I mean, mothers understand what it's like to be gentle. And, you know, even Paul, when I think of this man of God, as much of a strong preacher that he was, notice what he writes in 1 Thessalonians 2, in verse 7. He says, we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherisheth, her children. And of course, the word nurse there would not be like Greg and Janet and some others here in the medical field. He's talking about a mother, how a mother cherishes her children. He, she takes care of them. She's gentle among them. Paul was a strong preacher, but you know what he understood? He understood this, that we all also, even with our strengths in the Lord, we need to understand that we need to be compassionate towards other people. There needs to be a balance in our lives, and there's just not a lot of gentleness in the world today. We live in a society that's kind of a dog-eat-dog society. Uh, some of you probably remember this. Is your, Nazarel, is your husband here tonight? Is he out there so he's listening to this? Uh, he, he, I should probably have him tell this story because he could probably tell it better than me, but uh, does anybody in here know the name Steve Bartman? Uh, he's shaking his head. He's shaking his head. Do you know the name Steve Bartman? Yeah, so, uh-huh. <laughs> it, was, it was game six of the uh, 2003 National League championship game between the Florida Marlins and the Chicago Cubs. And there was a ball that was hit. Some, it's coming back to some of you now. There was a ball that was hit, and there was a fan, a Chicago Cubs fan that was in the stands, the ball was hit. The Marlins fan was trying to get to the ball, or the, the uh, I think it was Marlins fan. I don't know. I wasn't there. But, but Bartman interfered with the outfielder trying to catch the ball. And as a result of that, the, 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 the place erupted. They barely got the man out of the stadium. I mean, they, there was death threats on his life. The, the Cubs lost the game. They lost the series. I think it was the providence of God, personally, that they lost the game, lost the series. But nonetheless, the, the, the truth was is that this man who literally just 
reached out for a ball, and anybody could have done that, honestly. But anybody could have done that. But when you stop and think about it, the, the Chicago Police Department had to provide security for this man because of the death threats about a baseball. I mean, people get fanatical about things, and I mean, uh, they had to provide protection. I mean, that society that we live in today, it doesn't take much for people to get angry and for people to get vindictive and people wanting to get even with other people. And here's why, because they don't understand what it is to have this fruit of the Spirit that we're talking about tonight, this matter of being gentle. See, gentleness is hard to find. The reality is gentleness will either make or break your Christian testimony. Now, if you're, if you're a Christian tonight, and I hope everyone here knows the Lord is your Savior, but if you're a Christian, understand where we come from and understand the nature that we have. Let me remind you in Romans 3, look at these three verses. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all, notice, together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. I mean, in three verses, over and over and over again, there's not one good person that's ever been born. The only good person that's ever lived, his name was Jesus, and he was the Son of God. But when you look at these verses here, it's describing that nature, that sin nature that we all have. And, and the reason I read those verses to you and included them in our study tonight is because when you think about this matter of gentleness, it is not natural for us to be kind and gentle towards other people. It goes against our DNA. It goes against our nature we just, by nature, are not kind to other people. We're not gentle to other people. And so we need to see some aspects of gentleness, this fruit that's in this list of the fruit of the Spirit in the book of Galatians, not Ephesians, all right? So notice, first of all, tonight, we see the example of gentleness. And listen, there's one word to, to talk about what, or should I say, who the example is. Anybody know who the example of gentleness is? Jesus. He's the example of gentleness. Look, at, even in the Psalms, Psalm 117, Praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise Him, all ye people, for His merciful kindness is great toward you. Notice, the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. His merciful kindness is great toward us. See, I find here that we see, first of all, the character of Jesus. When you study the scriptures, and the Lord Jesus came, lived on this earth for 33 and a half years, uh, as you think about the character of Christ, Peter writes about that character in chapter number 2 of 1 Peter. Look at, for even un hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Now, what kind of steps? What is it that we should do? How should we follow? Uh, what's the pattern that we see here? Well, look at the example. The Bible says of Jesus, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. The Bible says, who when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but he committed himself to him that judgeth righteously, who his own self bare our sins 
in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Now, let me ask you this. Do you have a righteousness of your own? No. I just was spending some time with Brother RJ, and I love people that are new in the Lord, that have a desire to grow, that have a hunger in the Lord. And I was explaining to Brother RJ that whenever we get saved, a lot of times we use the word salvation, because that, that is what the Bible says. For by grace are ye saved through faith. Salvation. That's at the moment that we put our faith in Christ. And I said to Brother RJ, I said, there's another word that is a synonym of salvation. I said, it describes the very same thing. And when I said that, I said, I want to give it to you. Here's what he did, Brother Roman. He took his pen. And I said, the word is called justification. And he starts to write it down. He writes down just. And I said, now, now what that means, Brother RJ, is, is that when you got saved, that God, that you are justified by the Lord. I said, now, here's a neat thing. And I started to talk about something else. And he's still sitting there like this. You know, he's ready to write down everything. And I said, now, now and my Bible was laying there, and, and the color of my Bible is what? Black. Is what color? Black. Black. Okay, some of you are colorblind, I can tell. Or you can't see this far, one or the other. All right? So I said to him, I said, now, isn't it interesting, the color of my Bible is the color of what? There you go. Who said that? All right, we have one smart lady in the crowd, okay? So it's color of sin. I said, guess what? We're all sinners. We just read Romans chapter 3, right? We're all have sinned. There's none righteous, no, not one, okay? And so I told Brother, Brother RJ, I said, now watch, that was my life and your life before we got saved. But I said, when I put my faith in Christ, Jesus Christ is righteous. And I said, when we get saved, His righteousness is placed on our account. I said, there's a word in the Bible, it's called imputation. And he goes, and he writes it down. I said, now what that means is that, and then I took a white piece of paper like this, and I laid it over my black Bible. I said, now you know what that means, RJ? That means that when you got saved, you were justified by God. You can't save yourself. So now when God looks down at RJ, he doesn't see the black sin. He sees the righteousness of his own dear son. Isn't that awesome? I said, so you know what being justified means? It means just as if I had never even been a sinner. And he just got a big smile on his face. I said, that's awesome, isn't it? He says, that's awesome. I said, because the Bible says that our righteousness is as, yeah, RJ didn't know that verse. He's like, oh, where's that verse? I said, yeah, I said, filthy rags, they're good for nothing, right? I said, that's the way we were. I said, but look, look at how we are now in Jesus, you know? By the way, if this doesn't excite you, you've gotten over your salvation. You ought to get excited that you're justified, that you have his imputation that's placed on your account. Some of you ought to get excited about being a Christian, all right? I'm just telling you. I know it's Wednesday night, but listen, it's still good stuff because it's Bible, all right? 
And, and so here we are. We're talking about gentleness, and we just took a little detour there. But say, Pastor, why did you share all that? Well, look back at that verse again at the end of what Peter wrote. He says that he bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto what? Righteousness. Well, listen, it's not our righteousness, is it? We should live unto his right. See, we're living up to his example. Being a Christian means to be like him. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. All right? So think about this. Is when I think about what Jesus did, when he hung on that cross and what happened to him before he went to that cross, listen, I can't even imagine. I remember as we were in Israel, I'm going to tell you, one of the saddest things, Brother Robert, that I remember was when we were sitting there at Calvary, and I'm sitting there, and my heart is just, there's all kinds of things going through my heart and my mind about what Jesus, how my, my Lord and my Savior was here. And he died on a cross on that hill for my sins. And, and, and just to see, even in Israel, how they have turned that in just to a tourist trap. And, and I couldn't even concentrate thinking about what Jesus went through because of the noise of those buses, tour buses. And I'm like, man, it's nothing sacred anymore. Just thinking about what Jesus went through. His example, when I think about what Jesus did for us, you know what that's an example of? It's an example of gentleness. It's an example of his loving kindness. See, when I think about the example of gentleness, I see his character, but then I also see his compassion. See, Jesus offered salvation. He gave salvation to those that were crucifying him. Think about that for a minute. By the way, we weren't there, but knowing our nature, if we would have been there, we would have probably been standing with the crowd saying, crucify him, crucify him. So many people turned away from him, but as he hung on that cross, guess what? You and I and every person that's ever been born into this world was on his mind. Jesus thought of us. Father, forgive them, he said. He died for everyone, even those who despised him, even to those that denied him. Titus, look at Titus chapter 3. After that, the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Folks, I'm, I'm telling you, how did he do it? By the washing of regeneration, the renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That being justified, there's the word right there. I was showing RJ. Being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. I mean, in his kindness and his mercy, Jesus died for our sins. And you know what he offers to the world today? Eternal life. Not because we deserve it, but because of his love towards us, his gentleness. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. In the ages to come that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved. Through faith, that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. When you think about what 
he has done for us. God, yes, he's love, and God is gentle, and God is long-suffering, God is patient. He, look, Jesus as God desires, God so loved the world. God doesn't want anyone to spend a Christless eternity. He wants everyone. Look at Romans 2, 4. Or despiseth thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God, look at the verse, the goodness of God leadeth what? It leadeth unto repentance. See, those who find themselves away from God, and by the way, that can happen. But those who find themselves away from God, here's what God will do. God will begin to work and he'll gently and lovingly call them unto himself. That's what it says right here, that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. See, I see the example of Jesus, but notice in that example, I see his character, what Jesus did, what we are to be like, how we're to follow his steps, but then I see his compassion, how much he loves us. Listen, if he has a hundred sheep and he has 99 and one has gone away, what does he do? He goes out into the wilderness and gets that one and brings that one back to himself. Aren't you glad that the Lord has given us a great example of being gentle towards others? Notice, secondly, not only the example that we see of Jesus, but I see the expression of gentleness. And this is something that should turn up in our lives every day. If we're talking about having fruit in our lives, there's four ways that we should see this being expressed in our lives every day. The first one is we need to express gentleness through sensitivity. You know, sometimes in our lives, we become so calloused. You know, when I worked construction, I used to have, uh, I'm getting soft now. I, I, anytime I do something, I, I don't have the calluses on my hand that I used to. It, it, it takes nothing now. I got these women's hands now, you know? And, it, it, you know, it, it, things start to hurt and you know, I, I, you know I, it's, it's just amazing. It just aggravates me. Some, but when I was working construction, I had calluses. And I'm going to tell you something. That there, you could take, a, at times, you could take a knife and stick it into the tip of this finger, and I couldn't feel it because it was dead. It was numb from always holding a tool. But a, after time, the sensitivity has come back. And see, in our lives as Christians, when it comes to being gentle, gentle people, Listen now, gentle people are people that are they're, they're gentle, they're tender towards God, towards others. You know, I, don't get me wrong, I, I'm not saying you have to always come to the altar, but I, I know this is true, that people who respond and who, who come to the Lord are people that are tender. A lot of times people just stand right there in their chair when it comes time for the invitation. It, understand when we're gentle, we're tender towards God. So many today are insensitive. Uh, you know, listen, it's, it's, it's hard. Even sometimes those that are around them, those that are closest to them, they're insensitive. And Paul says in the book of Philippians, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And notice what he follows that up with. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Again, what did Jesus have on his mind? He had every one of us on his mind. He was sensitive. When Jesus, look, every person that Jesus spent time with, he was sensitive towards them. The woman at the well. Every person that he met, 
He had a sensitivity towards them. That doesn't mean that he was weak in any way, but listen, we need to understand, if we're husbands, we need to be sensitive towards our wives. We, we, we need to think about some of the burdens that maybe a wife would carry. And if we're a wife, we, maybe we should consider some of the needs that our, our husbands have. And maybe our children, we, we should be more sensitive towards our children. When the Holy Spirit of God is working in our hearts, we'll not be thinking about ourselves, we'll be thinking about others. And so we find that it can be expressed through this matter of sensitivity. But notice another way it can be expressed is through sympathy. The Bible says in Romans 12, 15, rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that do weep. You know, listen, everybody has burdens, right? The truth be known, everyone here tonight probably has some kind of burden. And we don't categorize his burden or her burden is bigger than my burden. A burden's a burden, right? And when you think about this, look, we can express gentleness through sympathy. Many are dealing with things, oftentimes, beyond our comprehension. You know, I, I, I can't, sometimes I can't, even as a pastor, if I haven't been through that, I can't really be sympathetic. I can't really understand sometimes what people are going through. You know, marriage uncertainty sometimes, or cancer, or maybe financial pressures. I mean, everybody in the world is dealing with something. If nothing else, listen, they're dealing with adversity. And when we think about being gentle towards other people, if we're filled with the Spirit of God, then we're going to respond properly when it comes to adversity. And we're also going to be able to be gentle towards those who are hurting during adversity. See, I want to be there for people. And gentleness through sympathy is, is something that we need to be doing. We can express gentleness that way. Notice, how about uh, letter C? Express gentleness through being straightforward or straightforwardness. Now, don't get me wrong about this one. I mean, but when you love someone, and here's the key, you love them, sometimes it's necessary to be straightforward with them. The Bible says it this way, faithful are the wounds of a friend. I don't go around trying to hurt people, especially the people I love. But sometimes they need to hear it. Uh, you know, look, my pastor used to always say this, and probably still does, he would say this, care enough to confront. There's been times over the years where I've had to sit down with my own children, just like my dad had to sit down with me. Sometimes as a parent, you don't want to talk to your kids about certain things, but you do because you love them and you care about them. But the key is to do it with gentleness. I've, I've, I haven't been good sometimes in that area, but look, uh, it's, it is a reality. No one likes to hear the truth when they're in error. But sometimes the wound of a friend is necessary. You know, it's kind of like somebody finds out that they have cancer. And, and, and the reality is, is that if, if they have cancer, that wound that is caused by the surgery, that wound will help. It's needful to get that, that diseased cell or cells out of their body. But, but see, gentleness, it, as we think about it, gentleness is not any form of weakness, what gentleness is, is it's strength under control. That's what Jesus was. Jesus was strength, but he was strength under control. That's the way we need to be in our lives, gentle towards others, having the ability to speak the truth. Here's the key, in love. 
See, again, I don't want to just damage somebody, but if I care enough about them, I need to be able to confront my family. I need to be able to confront maybe my friends. I need, look, there's nothing wrong with being able to confront those in government, especially if we're a child of God. We've, we live in a day where, listen, may God help us to have a boldness to stand for what is right, but we must do things the way Christ would do them and that is we need to do it with gentleness. See, there's a lot of people that are taking stands, but the way they're doing it, they're doing it with hate, with anger, and all these types of things. We need to make sure that we do it gently, with gentleness. So we can express it through being straightforward with others. Letter D, we can also express gentleness through spontaneity. Look at Galatians 6.10. As we have therefore opportunity... You know what that means? God's going to give you some opportunity. And when the opportunities come, it says, let us do good unto all men. God's going to give us opportunities to express kindness towards someone else. Tomorrow, God may give you an opportunity that maybe you weren't expecting, that you could be kind towards someone else. Let God use you to make a difference in someone else's life. How many of you would like to make a difference in somebody else's life? God, God can use you. Now, sometimes, watch this, I believe this, all, this happened to me. Sometimes God gives us opportunities, but we wouldn't know it's an opportunity if it hit us in the face. It's like the Lord has said to me, you just missed that opportunity that I gave you right there. You know, God gives us these opportunities, and, and we can be gentle even through times where we're spontane spontaneous with them. So, look, we can, we can understand the example of gentleness. That's Jesus, and there are many ways that we can express gentleness in our lives on a daily basis. But listen, you're not going to express gentleness if you're not filled with the Spirit of God. That's where point number three comes in. We see the empowerment of gen gentleness because on our own merit, listen, we're, none of us are ever going to be kind all the time. That's, that's why we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit daily. We are empowered by a Spirit. It, notice it says it's the fruit of the Spirit. It doesn't say it's the fruit of the church. It says it's the fruit of the Spirit. We need God's Spirit. Be not drunk with wine where it is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. A lot of people want to focus on the word wine in that verse. That's not what that verse is about at all. It's not a proof text uh, about drinking and not drinking. It's about being controlled, yielding your life to the Holy Spirit of God, being filled with the Spirit of God. When you're full of the, yourself, when you're full of the flesh, then guess what you're not going to be full of? The Spirit. So we need to be filled with the Spirit of God so that there's no place for ourselves. We won't get angry with someone else if we're filled with the Spirit. We will be gentle towards others if we're filled with the Spirit of God. So we need to be empowered by the Spirit of God. We can't demonstrate gentleness in our flesh only by the Spirit of God. We need to demonstrate being filled with the Spirit. It, look, you especially need to demonstrate that in your home. But you also need to demonstrate it in your lives, in the communities, everywhere you go. Look, nothing wrong with being a Christian, having strong convictions, but remember, you also need to make sure that you have compassion. That gentleness needs to be there. Look in Colossians 3, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, 
Even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. When Jesus came across the, the man that was there by the pool of Bethesda, Jesus was gentle towards him. When Jesus came across the woman at the well that had had five husbands, Jesus was gentle. The woman that was taken in the, the act of adultery, Jesus was gentle towards them. And, and notice what does he do? He witnesses to them. You know, he, look, we need to be the same way. We need to, to see the needs that people have. When you come across someone, see the need that's there. Take the lead, be compassionate, be gentle towards them. And the only way you're going to do that is if you're empowered or you're filled with the Spirit of God. So we need to be empowered by the Spirit. But then notice we are secondly encouraged by the testimony of Jesus. Again, it comes right back to the Lord Jesus Christ. We look at His testimony, and His testimony helps us. The Bible says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. See, it shouldn't be in a part of our lives. We need to be gentle. Follow the testimony of Christ. It says, Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. I mean, have you been able to forgive someone in your life that maybe hurt you? I hope you have. If you're filled with the Spirit, you can. See, if we can't, then we're not filled with the Spirit of God. A godly testimony. You know, listen, I've known women who maybe had a husband that wasn't living for the Lord. But because they were gentle towards them. And they had a godly testimony towards that man that maybe wasn't treating them right or living a certain way, that their testimony for the Lord, their gentleness towards them, won them to Christ or won them back to the Lord. Listen, a great opportunity for us as we're filled with the Spirit of God to have, have this gentleness in our home, in our community. We need to have this gentleness in our church. One towards another is the fruit of gentleness evident in all of our relationships in life do other people see jesus's compassion in our lives i love what somebody said make me more like you jesus as i live on this earth today make me more like you as i show someone else your way i want people to be more like the lord you know when you think about this our example is jesus and our expressions we should be like christ And when I think about the empowerment, it comes from the Holy Spirit of God. And when you have the right example and you have the right expression because of the the filling of the Holy Spirit in your life, then listen, you know what's going to be the outcome of all of that in your life is the fruit of gentleness. You'll be gentle towards those. It'll flow from your heart. It'll flow from your life. And may God help us all to have this fruit of gentleness, especially in this world that we live in where people are so uh, all about just hurting one another and not forgiving one another. All right, well, let's pray tonight. Lord, thank you for the opportunity from the Word of God to learn how that we can be more like your dear Son, how we need the Holy Spirit's filling in our lives, that we might have this matter of gentleness towards those that you bring into our lives. Help us every day to, yes, be men and women of conviction, Lord, no doubt standing for what is right, 
But Lord, I pray that you'd also help us to have a, a compassion towards those around us, a gentleness, a kindness towards them, just as Jesus has been to us. Lord, may we learn and follow his example. May we please you because we're more like him every day. Lord, help us tomorrow to see the opportunities. Lord, to be gentle towards those that we can. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.